Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Rating Cars, and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models, and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool shop. shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout, 727-201-9489. TheCoolShop.com. The world's most Spectacular cars are gathering for Festivals of Speed Sunday, March 26th at the Mission Inn Resort and Golf Club. Festivals of Speed is an incredible display of cars that include all makes and models. Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari, and many more. There will be both vintage American muscle cars, classics, and European exotics. There will also be a boat and motorcycle display. Come join the fun. It's free to register your car or motorcycle. To register your vehicle or to get tickets, visit festivalsofspeed.com. That's festivalsofspeed.com or call 352-385-9450. America's 50-year-old love affair with the automobile has made drag racing the nation's fastest-growing sport. Drag racing is the most dramatic test of automotive perfection, and the 10th annual Nationals, held at Indianapolis Raceway Park, were the greatest drag races in the history of the event. The next stop is the pit area of Indianapolis Raceway Park. In broad general terms, cars are either hot or stock. They're either factory assembled or showroom available, or they're modified in some specific... Jamie Parker swerves off the strip and cartwheels into the air. He scatters parts all over the area. Luckily, all he got was a scratch on his forehead. Monday, finals day, first. It's class against class in the little eliminator category. The Flintstone Flyer versus Old Reliable with unequal classes running. The handicap system goes into effect. This gives the little guy with a good car a fighting chance in the final elimination. Gasser takes off, and then the A factory experimental job. But Dave Koffel can't hold his lead, and Dave Strickler comes on to win the heat. Next up, Jim Wangers versus Jim Johnson. The B factory experimental takes the modified sports car, and the stage is set for the final elimination. Only a small handicap this time, but Wangers jumps the gun, and Dave Strickler wins the little 
Vader Trophy with an elapsed time of 12.1. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, y'all. What do you get when you cross Suzanne Summers and Goldie Hawn? You get Linda Vaughn. And I'm listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Why don't you? Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. Don't forget to visit our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, go to the podcast archives, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, on our website. Don't forget to check us out on our social media. And I want to again welcome our affiliate station, WQBQ. 1410, the voice of Lake County, up in Leesburg, Florida. And welcome, you guys. I got some new listeners up there. And by the way, guys, if you guys want to call in, studio line, well, for all you guys in Clearwater, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And if you're out of the area, it's 1-866-826-1340, 1-866-826-1340. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Would you like to do the social media honors for us, please? Sure. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and YouTube, at NRC On Air, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Instagram is at Gulfstream Motorsports. That's right. Now, at the beginning of the show, I should say, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday! Racing on Tuesday. Actually, it's not. It's actually a live radio show here. You know, we do. We did. They do the Sunday Sunday thing, which is really what they used to do back in the day. It was pretty cool because I remember that being over at Lakeland or uh, Desoto or someplace like that or Gainesville. Well, then, show show times is uh, he's doing Wednesday 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 now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Showtime Speedway. It used to be Sunshine Speedway, but at any rate, uh, yeah. A big shout out to Dennis up there at uh, WQBQ because Dennis is also a car guy, right, Dennis? Yep, he's so, sitting in the same seat up yeah. there that I am here. So. Yeah, he's in the command center up there. So he is the uh, production engineer up there at WQBQ, and uh, he's an old SCCA racer. Used to race a Opal GT and SCCA back in the day, which uh, that was kind of a cool car. That's the same class as an MGB and, you know, a Spit and a TR and things like that. So that's pretty cool. So, so you got race fans, racing guys at both radio stations, and that's what we need. And of course, this weekend we got a lot of – speaking of last weekend – we had a lot of racing stuff. We had Sebring, the 12-hour Sebring, and we had the Gator Nationals. Now, this weekend, we got more car stuff going on up at uh, in Howie in the Hills at the Mission Inn Resort. A very, very fine resort, I might add, is Festivals of Speed is this weekend. So we're looking forward to that. We will all be there. Uh, also on Sunday, here in downtown Clearwater, Cruise in the Capital Car Show. Okay, now I have to work up at... Uh, at Festivals of Speed this weekend, so I'm going to miss Cruising to the Capitol. But, uh, hey, guys, it's going to be a big show. There's probably close to 250 to 300 cars are going to be there. 12 o'clock, and uh, don't forget to register your car today at RuthEckerdHall.com. That's right. And Festivals of Speed, if you want to register your car for Sunday's event, go ahead and check out our website, FestivalsOfSpeed.com. Also this weekend on Saturday is Billetproof. All right, big shout-out to Alan and our good friends up there. That will be at Garlitz's... Uh, Drag Racing Museum or Museum of Drag Racing up in uh, the Dunnell, Bellevue. Bellevue, I think, is where it's at. Up, right off 75. Can't miss it. And uh, so Don Garlitz will be there. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then uh, in April, the first weekend in April is NSRA over in Tampa, the National Street Ride Association. So a lot of car stuff going on here in the next couple of weeks. Big stuff. Big stuff. Capitol Theater, Bill Approved. 
festivals of speed, NSRA, a lot of good stuff. But now, this past weekend, 12-hour race. All right, so we had Jordan Taylor on last week, and he, uh, him and his brother and Jeff Gordon, and uh, the Italian guy, I can't pronounce his name very well, so I'll just call him the Italian race car driver. They won the uh, overall, took an overall win at the 24-hour race. Well, they did again at the uh, 12-hour Sebring. Ford, Porsche, and uh, that other car, what's it called? Oh, Chevrolet, Brand X. They were going at it pretty strong. Ford, we were there. Bobby and I were at the in the pit, and the and the, one of the Canassi cars just could not get off the line for some reason. It sat there. Remember, it was uh, it was like not running, not starting. It was no, kind of funny. Pit 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 crew had, uh, had a problem in the pit. The two the first two Fords took off. Okay, and uh, so they had a little trouble, and that was the faster of the three cars. Okay, that was the car that was actually favored to win. So uh, midway during the race, you know, Corvette's going at it, Porsche's going at it. Porsche had some problems. They were in and out of the pits. Air gun went bad. You know, so. Porsche pretty much handily, I don't know what was going on with the Ford guys, but they must have been asleep at the wheel. And uh, we got a chance to say hi and took a picture with uh, Chip Canassi, by the way. So if you go to our Facebook page, there's a picture of Bobby, myself, and uh, Mr. Chip Canassi. And we're going to work real hard to get him on our radio show. We need to get the, the Mr. Ford himself. But at any rate, uh, so the final results were basically that Porsche kind of had a little issue at the last within the last hour, and Corvette took the uh, GTLM class. And then what was surprising is the Daytona class. There's only three classes. So there was basically prototype, the GTLM, and the Daytona class. And uh, that was won by Mercedes. So big shout-out to the Mercedes guys. You know, the they, uh, Mercedes GT3 car, which is a pretty wicked-looking car, I might add. It's in the same class as the 911. and uh, But it uh, spanked the Ferrari 488 and the Lamborghini Huracans. So that's it. Now, at the Gator Nationals, that was a different story. Um, our good buddy Jeff Jeff Icy or Ice Ice Jeffy from <laughs> Speed Culture was hanging out with us, and uh, a big shout out to our good friends at Amelie World. We were actually invited up into the booth. Now I got some great pictures from up there. I was trying to do some of that uh, trick photography stuff, which some of it worked out, some of it didn't. But uh, pretty serious stuff out there. Hey, they were better than they have to be. They were better than they have to be. That's exactly right. Make sure you put Amelie Oil or Wolfshed Oil in your car. Okay, go see our friends down here at Automotive Parts Distributors. Is that it? APD right here. APD. Proud seller of Wolfshed Uh, and Amelie. Amelie Oil products, yeah. So, uh, and uh, hopefully, Dennis, you're listening. But at any rate, rate, uh, so it was exciting. The drag racing. Now, Jeff had never been there before, and... uh, so I gave them a, just a little warning, and I know that when them 8,000, 9,000-pound uh, dragsters took off and launched the line, uh, it got his attention. Yeah, I thought he was going to be deaf for a while. And, uh, oh, yeah, big shout-out to, to... A big shout-out to... Uh, actually, that was a road race car, Bobby. Uh, yeah, it had big, the wrong name on it. <laughs> big shout-out to uh, Tim from Tim's uh, Performance, who does the... That's famous. ...the Saturday TV show... TV show, radio show, the Grease Gurus, because Tim was up there too. He was hanging, he was in the pits, getting sunburnt, burning the back of his ears off. But uh, he was down there watching everybody race, and uh, so yeah, Gartless was there. I didn't see Gartless go down the track just for Sunday. Leah, she uh, was on a show last week. Leah Pritchard, she did well until the finals, and she got shut out. Um, but you know, she did real well on Saturday because she smoked Papa John's and his Camaro with the with the uh, Mopar Challenger. So there was a lot of stuff going on. I guess you can see a lot of that stuff on YouTube. But anyway, so with a little luck, we'll have a real interesting guest coming on our show this evening. And uh, and uh, so we're looking forward to that. But other than that, we can talk cars and 
and, and racing and all this other stuff. And uh, what do we got queued up on the... Got a tribute to Chuck Berry. We got a little tribute to Chuck Berry. We'll play a little uh, Chuck Berry music for you guys. So, hey, you're tuning into the Celtic Indian Cars. Don't touch the dial. We will be right back. So I eased on my brakes and I pulled in the drive. Gunned my motor twice. Then I walked inside. Dealer came to me, said, Trade in your fold and I'll put you in a car and lead up the road. Just tell me what you want And then sign that line And I'll have it brought down to you In an hour's time I'm gonna get me a car And I'll be headed on down the road Then I won't have to worry About that broken down ragged boy I want a yellow convertible Fodo de Ville With a continental spare And a wide chrome wheel I want power steering And power brakes I want a powerful motor With a jet off take I want air condition I want automatic heat And I want a full Murphy bed In my back seat I want shortwave radio, I want TV and a phone, you know I gotta talk to my baby when I'm riding alone. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars, and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models, and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool Shop. Shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout, 727-201-9489. TheCoolShop.com. The world's most spectacular cars are gathering for Festivals of Speed, Sunday, March 26th at the Mission Inn Resort and Golf Club. Festivals of Speed is an incredible display of cars that include all makes and models. Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari, and many more. There will be both vintage American muscle cars, classics, and European exotics. There will also be a boat and motorcycle display. Come join the fun. It's free to register your car or motorcycle. To register your vehicle or to get tickets, visit festivalsofspeed.com. That's festivalsofspeed.com or call 352-385-9450. Okay, we're back, and 
You know, sometimes when you when you flip the mic back on Bobby, I can't tell whether I'm on because I don't hear myself. But we are we're live, right? We're live. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Okay, that's hey. what the, the giant hand. Okay. The, so if there's anybody in Lake County that wants to give us a call here at the studio, go ahead and call us at 866-826-1340, and we can talk cars. Because uh, our guest hopefully will call in, but I know he's en route back from the Gator National, so it's very possible that he could be in what we call a dead zone where there's, like, no cell phone um, service at all. And that has happened because how many times have you driven down the road and, uh, you know, you're sitting there talking to someone else, and poof, they go dead, you know, and then you can't hear them. And then he don't pick up for a while. Of course, this gentleman is a senior, and he probably has a flip phone. So if I had to guess, he uh, he's probably scrambling right now. So with a little luck, like I said, he may be on the air. And if not, you know, we'll schedule him for another time. Because it's ha- it has happened before when the time zones that people kind of forget. And next thing you know, they call an hour later on the next show and say, Hey, I'm calling in for Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh well, that was last. That was last hour. This is uh, the the gospel hour. <laughs> eight p.m. What in what time zone? Or seven p.m. in what time zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or know. maybe eight where they are. That's why I always say, you know, we are seven to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's what we are here, right? Yep. Even in Lake County. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, it was a pretty impressive uh, event. Um, Saturday, Bobby and I were down there at Sebring. I was packed. It was crowded. They changed stuff around. You know, it used to be in the old days. In the old days, you always hear me talk about the old days. In the old days, you know, you could just kind of roll right in there. Now, basically, like, for example, this... That uh, is not what we program here. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, you just roll right in, general admission tickets. And like I said, uh, everybody was all over the place. But uh, we saw signs where it said you can have golf carts and stuff. But in the old days, they used to have some pretty funky I stuff. I say that big talks wears doodly squat. Yeah, that's right. They, uh, you know, it was it was kind of fun because it was one area that they had that was called uh, the flagpole, and that's where everybody kind of centered. But I will tell you this: in the '70s, when I was still there, or when I first started going there, actually, it was 40 years, 40 years ago. I went to Sebring for the first time, 1977, and I drove down there with a friend of mine. He wasn't even a car guy, Paul, and uh, Paul was a um, a sports guy and a stick and ball kind of guy, and I'm a car guy, but. He thought, ah, what the heck, I'll humor Robert. I'll go with him to Sebring one time. And it was hot. Oh, Don't my. make me come up. I'm sorry, i got to call you back. Yeah, it was It was a little warm down there. But um, so, you know, you, go out, you, you, you it, the big thing about Sebring is is that, you know, people camp out there. And uh, it's a three-day deal. So it was actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday because there were support races going on. And one thing they didn't have this year, which I thought was kind of surprising, was they didn't have any uh, vintage races. Because usually SVRA was one of the support races on Friday. And sometimes what they would do back in the old days again is they would actually go out and do like a little exhibition run, you know, like a little parade lap with a lot of the vintage race cars. And believe it or not, back in those days, there were some serious vintage race cars that used to show up there. And they were really nothing more than basically used up race cars. They weren't, uh, you know, $15, $20 million X, you know, Cobras and Daytona Coupes and Ferrari 212s and things of that nature. These were, and Cunninghams and things like that. They were... um, you know, just uh, just a used up old Ferrari, used up old Porsche or Cobra or something like that, and they were only worth you know maybe five, ten, fifteen grand back in the day. But they used to still have the hangars out there, and in the hangars they still had some World War II planes in there. So because Sebring is still an active airport, so they shut down for that weekend, and uh, they have other runways out there which you know the locals can use, but it's not uh, it's not uh, a full blown airport, but. So we got to hang around in the pit area, and we got to see some pretty cool cars. And uh, the way they do things today is 
pretty trick, pretty sophisticated. It's definitely all big money. You know, it's not like in the old days when you had a lot of the privateers and you used to see a lot of small bore cars there. And that was a lot of fun back in the day. So today it's serious stuff. It's big money and uh, all the big names, people there. The pit area was, uh, I mean, all you see is transporter after transporter. But we actually got a chance to talk to one of the guys from Continental Tires, didn't we, Bobby? And we did. We Very did. interesting conversation. Yeah. And uh, Continental Tires, if, in case you guys are familiar with the name Hoosier, if you follow Circle Track or, or, or Roundy Round Racing or, or affectionately referred to as Redneck Racing, um, and, and, and some sports car stuff, Hoosiers was, is an affordable uh, road race tire or short track tire, and Continental bought them. So because it's an American-made tire and they're made in Indianapolis, I think that's where the company's founded, Who's, uh, Continental basically rebranded their Hoosier tires. So what they've done is they've, they're they're coming out with a, an affordable version of the uh, road race tire that they use at Sebring. And as it was explained to us, it had a lot of it had to do with compounds and 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 changing tires and running a certain composition for a certain duration. In other words, you could run a shorter compound, a softer compound. You could run a Michelin. You could run a Pirelli. You could run um, who else was out there? Was a Michelin Pirelli? And there's one other one. I can't think of the name. name escapes me right now. And uh, so you 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 you've got a car that's got pretty decent traction, obviously, and but it's but it, a short uh, soft compound tire will eat up the track pretty the track will eat it up pretty quick. So you're in for more pits. So the idea nowadays is to basically to keep the cost down, and for that particular series is to come up with a tire that's kind of like not a real hard compound, not a soft compound. Because if it's too hard, you're slipping around on the track. If it's too soft, obviously you got good traction, but you'll eat up the tire. So they were trying to find a a thingy, and um, so uh, that was the, that was the dissertation on 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 uh, on uh, tires, and so we thought Continental was kind of you know nice of us. But when you go out there and you see this, uh, you know these two forty foot trailers out there, and it looked like an assembly line. What was interesting is the guys that were actually mounting and dismounting the tires for the racers were actually part of the guys that uh, work in the factory. They actually make the tires. So they here they have this high tech thing and there's a little conveyor belt. You go in there, you drop your tires off. Goes in one end. It's kind of like a, it looks almost like a, a McDonald's or a Burger King. You know, it goes in and it's tore up and they put it on the rim and they mount it and they balance it and they put it back on there and then it comes out the little assembly line, the little conveyor belt at the end. You just roll up there with your little uh, quad and you throw your tires in the back and back to the pit area you go. So it's pretty cool. You know, I mean they got front clips, they got motor, spare motor parts. Pretty much everything is done right there in the pit unless it's something serious and then you got to come into the paddock area, which is where we were hanging out for a while. So it was pretty interesting. A lot of people there. Everybody seemed to have a good time. The new Sebring racetrack is great because they got the upstairs area, which everybody can just kind of walk up there. If you got the right, you know, paddock passes, you can get up there and great visibility from up there. And of course, on the other side of the track, on the other side of pit wall, on the other side of the racetrack, you get the Porsche paddock, you get the Corvette paddock, and you get all that stuff like that. We got a guest on the phone? Yeah, we got Tim on the line. We got Tim. Tim, hey, buddy, how you hey. doing? Hey. Mr. Grease. Good Grease. evening. How are, how's everybody? How, we're, we're doing good. So uh, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself real quick so people know who you are? Well, I'm Tim Del Toro, and we do the Grease Guru Show on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock on the same channel that you're on. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, there's a couple car shows out there, and yours is different than mine, but we still love cars, don't we? We do. So... You are, we just got through talking a little bit about uh, the Gator Nationals, so uh, give us your take on the Gator Nationals, because you are a little bit more into drag racing than I am. Yeah, well, I've followed it for years, but, uh, you know, I had a personal interest this year because uh, I've made friends with Louis Force, that's John Force's older brother, and, uh, 
you know, he's retired, but still in all, he, he's got that glint in his eye and he's got fantastic stories. So, uh, you know, I was really proud to see that John Force won funny car this year at, at the Gators. And, uh, you know, I guess the one thing that stuck out in my mind is, boy, it costs a lot of money to uh, be a professional drag racer today. So, uh, I just, just the, just the thought of putting that whole thing together and then to travel and uh, bring all your stuff with you and fix the car. They overhaul the engines between rounds. You've seen it. And uh, the good thing about drag racing o- over other types of racing, you can walk right up to the pit, and they come out and greet you, and they got a smile, and you can take pictures with them. And uh, they're very fan-friendly. That's true. And it's still, I think, a, it's a family-type form Are of you racing. There? You there? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? Bobby, I think we lost him. Tim, make sure he's on the phone. Tim, Tim? are you Tim? You there? Tim, you there? Oh, must have, oh, we must have, have dropped, dropped him. When, uh, when... Who called? What happened? Hello? All right, go ahead and call him back real quick. That was Rob. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> uh, go ahead and get uh, Timmy back on the phone. Let's do that, because we were right in the middle of talking about uh, how... Hey, Tim, you still there? Yeah. Is he here? Nope. Sorry. Nope. Call him back. Okay, so anyway, um, what happened is is we, were, we we had Tim on from the Grease Guru. Hey, you know what? That's what they call technical difficulty, right? Something like that. But at any rate, um, so, uh, yeah, so the, he's right about that. You know, the thing about uh, uh, drag racing is is you can just actually walk right up to the pit area in the paddock area, or they call it the pits. I mean, pa- typically a pit area is where everything takes place on pit row, let's say in a road racing. A paddock area is where all the trailers pull up, and that's where they basically have their shops, and they got their support uh, vehicles and everything like that there. That's what a paddock area is. So basically, in, in drag racing, I guess they call it a pit slash paddock area, where in road racing, it is a pit area. In and and, and and big-time NASCAR racing, it's called a pit area or a paddock area and stuff. So we got Timmy back on the air. Timmy, are you there? I'm, I'm back. You're what back? happened? I, your technical difficulty. That's that's all I can technical say. Technical difficulty. Technical, yeah, right. We, 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 we broke out. The light turned yellow, I red-lighted, and you were gone. That's what happened. And I crossed the center line and flipped over and broke my hand. Yeah, I've seen that story. (laughs) You've been on that rodeo before. Oh, rodeo, road race, whatever, car race, drag race. Yes, yes. So so back in the day when you were uh, racing or street racing or drag, did you do street racing back in the day? Were you a street racer? Um, Not too much. I I didn't want to get my privileges revoked, so... You know, a couple speeding tickets here and there. And to be honest with you, it was different when I grew up. You could run your car down the road at 100 miles an hour and not, uh, maybe it wasn't a good idea, but it just, it you just didn't have accidents like we do today. You know, we, we had rural areas for miles and you could be somewhat creative, but it was still illegal. But no, I started drag racing about 1970. <clears throat> And I did it for, you know, eight or nine years and then got married, had children and all that stuff. And now there's bracket racing, if you like bracket racing, which (laughs) fans may or may not understand that. You know, you pick, you run your car and you pick a number and you run that number and you get there first and you you continue on if you beat the other guy. But uh, I I don't really care for it. I just want to go for rides. That's all I wanted to do is go for some rides. There you go. Well, bra- uh, bracket racing is almost, in a way, kind of like a it's kind of like heads up racing, really, isn't it? 
Well, you know, they can be handicapped or it can be heads up. Just to, they have a few different classes you can get involved in, you know. And uh, it's just, it's not like when you had the fastest car and you were top eliminator for the day or in your class you were the, the car to beat. It's just mm-hmm. not like that anymore. You know, back in the day, uh, one of my favorite, I always liked super stock and uh, uh, modified eliminators. You know, and then yep. like and like Pro Stock. Pro Stock, I always thought was good. So the, I mean, the dragsters and the funny cars and stuff—they were cool. The '60s funny cars and slingshots or diggers, whatever you want to call—that was cool. But when they started getting into the rear engine cars, you know, in the late '70s, they weren't that cool anymore because they were looked—they didn't—they weren't as identifiable. You know, in the '60s, the cars looked like cars that you and I would drive on the street. So, and that's what I think most drag racers. And car guys kind of like because you could look at that super stock car and we knew, hey, that's a you know a, a Chevy or a Mustang or a Torino or a, or a Chevelle or a Goat or something like that or a, a B body Mopar. He looked at a, a modified, uh, eliminated car, you know, which was basically a step up from that, you know. And then of course your your pro stock cars, it looked like a Camaro, it looked like a, a Mustang, and 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 right. the other cars they were flexi flyers and they were cool and they were fast and that was neat and they were probably exciting. It's no different than a jet car. Jet car was like that too. So what's your thoughts? Well, um, as things evolve, we have all this great technology, and, of course, that relates to money. Yep. It's it's just changed. Today, even the little uh, home racer, the weekend warrior, he really needs some help financially to be able to go racing, uh, even on the weekends. So uh, I guess you do it out of love. Uh, yep. You do it for the, the craft. And... Uh, you know, it costs you money, but it used to be that there was a lot of camaraderie, and I think that's probably still true. But mm-hmm. we've lost a lot of tracks. Uh, development has hurt the little drag strips because the cars make noise, and people build a home development by a drag strip, and then they start complaining that the noise. And so, uh, you know, it, it's a sad thing in a way. So there's less places to race. But I think the facilities that are there are nicer and safer. But uh, you know, everything changes. If if you're uh, if you're standing still, the world's rushing by you. And uh, so I don't know. I, I just know that uh, you know if you really have a passion for your cars, you know, uh, uh, you want to take your car out and be safe. You, you should go to a, a a sanctioned track and have it inspected and and then race on where everybody's going the same way and everybody knows what the rules are. So, uh, you know, I still have a little bit of that desire, but, you know, as I, as I age, I get, I don't know if I'm lazier or just smarter, but anyway, a <laughs> uh, lot of work to go to even race a bracket car because you have to prepare it and then you race it and then you have to fix the things that didn't work out for you. So it's not just the car, it's the tools, it's the shop, it's, it's having help. It's a big deal anymore. When you uh, were uh, perpetrating all the illegal activities on the uh, highways and byways, uh, did you actually make your way up to, uh, were you around back in the days of Twin City? You sh- I'm sure you were. Yeah, I, uh, Bob Scadron comes to mind. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he was a great promoter, and he was the type of guy that if you came to his track and uh, you ran hard, even if you broke or something he might come by and put a twenty dollar bill in your vest pocket and say hope to see you next week he was a true 
promoter and he understood that hey everybody is out here trying and you know he knew where his bread was buttered it was with the racers it wasn't with the spectators and uh you know uh today i I don't really know what the ideology is of the local tracks you know i've went to several different ones and some are better than others and some really don't prepare the track or really seem like they care that much about uh anything other than uh what comes through the gate as far as money and uh Money's important, but it's just like what I do for a living. You know, uh, you, you do your work right, and you hope to make money. You don't you do not do it for the money. Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that, too. That is a big issue, and I'll use uh, Sunshine as, a, as an example. It's now back when— Showtime. Yeah. It's showtime now. But, I mean, back when it was still sh- Sunshine, sunshine uh, it was a very poor track. And uh, you're right. The people that uh, were running the track at the time did not put the money into the facilities, did not put the money into the track itself, and conditions were bad, and there was uh, it was not a fun track to race on. Bradenton is okay, but when you go down to PBI, let's say Palm Beach International Race Track, they put some money in that track. That's a nice track. Yes. You go to Gainesville, naturally Gainesville is going to be one of the best tracks around the country, you know, at least in the southeast. Awesome yeah, it's an awesome track, and the facilities are great, and uh, they're maintained and well-kept, and... You know, so back in the day, what class did you race? Uh, e modified production. I had a '67 Camaro, and that was 11 pounds per cubic inch. So uh, you do the math; you run somewhere around 300 cubic inches. You had to have about a 3,300 pound car. So uh, you know, you ran off of the national record, and if you could run faster than anybody else or as close in there, you know, you can make yourself. Uh, Four or five hundred dollars in a weekend racing locally, maybe two three nights a week, and not travel too far. But uh, today, I think they're still racing for the same money, unless it's a big deal. You know, you you win at your local track. I think they still pay about three hundred bucks, and you know, cost of everything has went up. You know, so uh, you you just got to have that disease, that racing disease. Ooh, disease. That's uh, that's a good way of putting it. Now, what was that little thing sitting in your garage the other day that's uh, kind of all wadded up that kind of gave well, you a thrill a of a lifetime? Well, that was Super Gas Roadster, okay. and uh, I bought that just to not, not run Super Gas with it, but to take the throttle stop off and just go for some rides, and uh, I had a mishap, you know. It was one of those deals where I was in trouble, but I didn't know I was in trouble, and of course, I had a uh, high-speed accident, which resulted in a rollover. And, you know, um, pretty much the little bit of money that I had saved up over the years to have that car, I uh, I don't have any money now to fix it. So we're taking up a, a, a collection, and it's Saturday at 2 o'clock at the <laughs> Dairy Curl Inn, and, uh, you know, we're going to try and fix my car. But, but, you know, here's the thing. I walked away from that because I had a safe car, I broke my hand, I got a concussion, but the long and the short of it is uh, if you race a car and it needs to have, uh, you got to wear a driver's suit, buy a good one, buy a good helmet, don't buy the cheap stuff just because, you know, of money, because when you get in an accident, you need that good stuff. If there's a fire or if your head's bouncing around, you need that good uh, protection of that helmet and everything. Uh, the stuff I was wearing was probably close to 20 years old. It did its job, but the first thing I would do if I was going to race again, I'd go out and buy all the latest and greatest stuff. And, uh, 
put put the money on your on yourself in case of a mishap and uh don't get in cars that aren't in, that are unsafe and not inspected uh how fast were you going when the thing decided to uh let go on you my time slip said 130 miles an hour i was coming to the finish line and the car just went dead right with no warning i was not in the groove any longer i guess and it was like hitting black ice and the car just turned to the right and when it did that when you got big 15 inch slicks on the back you start sliding it it doesn't take long before the car gets where it wants to roll over and it did it did and uh i didn't hit nothing but you know i went about 100 yards and when it was all over with uh it had torn the front struts off my car and Destroyed the body in a roll cage, and I was like, wow, that looks expensive. <laughs> you didn't bounce off the wall, though, did you? Nope, never hit the wall or anything, but uh, still in all, you know, I mean, uh, somebody was looking out for me. I, I had no idea that I was in, in trouble until it happened. That's how quick it happens, right? Yep, yep, and I've talked to a lot of people that have... Uh, see, I raced and then I quit for a number of years, and now I was trying to get back into it. And people tell me that's a very common mistake to not realize you're in trouble. Mm. So you think if you were a lot younger back in the good old days, you'd have sensed it? Well, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, I always used to say youth is wasted on the youth, but we heal quicker and uh, we have good reflexes when we're younger and uh and, uh, you know, it, uh, my hand is going to be messed up for quite some time. You know, it's healed, but I still can't make a fist. So, uh, there's, there's something to that. And I'm sure if I was 20 years old, I would have brushed that off in a couple of weeks. So, uh, anyway, so, it is what it is, but, uh, so, I still want to go for some rides, but I don't know if I, <laughs> if I, I should. I know a guy that's got a really cool 63 Falcon that would look really cool with that big block in it. And you know what? You can keep it simple. You know, run run in a conservative 10 seconds, and that's fun. You know, that's good. You don't have to go down. What did your other car run? Eights or nines? Yeah, it was an eight-second car. Okay, so that's 100 what? 150-mile-an-hour car? 152 miles an hour, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, but if you're... You know, down there at a buck twenty, you know, that's that's good enough, you know. I mean, the fastest car I ever drove was a ten second car and that was fine, you know. I mean, but I know I know the thing because when you when you're when you're running fourteens, you want to go thirteens. When you run in thirteens, you want to go twelves. Sure. When you run twelve and it's a progressive thing and it and it feels natural, you know. And then, like you said, now here you are, you're you're just about ready to go through the traps, you're at a buck thirty, and all of a sudden the car gets loose. You have no idea why you could have hit a uh, could have been a little like I said, out of the groove, could have been a little tire deflated on you, a little spot of oil, anything could have launched you. And uh, that's a little late. Yes. <laughs> you cannot you cannot fix that when it's happening. You can only, uh, like if you get a hint of anything, the best thing you can do is take your foot off the throttle, and tomorrow's another day. But, uh, you know, there again, it's, it's a learning curve, and, you know, I made a mistake, and uh, it's nothing that couldn't happen to a million other people, but, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know that maybe there was some dirt on the track down there where I ended up losing uh, traction. But uh, it was it was just something that accidents happen fast. That's a good thing, you know. That's the only good thing about accidents. They, they happen pretty fast. <laughs> well, now, here, now look at it like this. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, racing a little bit. How about a big uh, shout-out and a big uh, hello, hey there, hi there, ho there, and... 
this you got we got a guy that was running putting down a strong 320 at uh what 3.75 in the quarter and at and at 1000 feet Chris Caramasinas probably the oldest known drag racer that's still drag racing what do you say to a yeah. guy like that is that not an inspiration to you or what well, and you know what? He does not walk around like an 84-year-old person, does he? He's, he's, uh, he's pretty got a lot of vitality for uh, a gentleman of that age. So uh, I don't know what he's been eating, but if I could find out, I would start eating it. <laughs> well, I had the opportunity to talk to him a little bit later at the pits, and there he is. He's in the midst of all these million-dollar rigs, and here he is yep. with his basic fifth wheel and his Dodge truck, and he's sitting on the back that of the station. Had forever. <laughs> No, no, no. He has a newer one this time. He didn't have the old one with him, and uh, and and so there he is. He's just sitting there, and uh, him and his buddies, and there, and and who was the guy that ran up against uh, Force at the very end there? That was a young, a new and up and coming kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, jo- Johnny. Uh, he's from Sweden or something like that, but I think he'd been driving a pro mod car or something. Uh, it starts with an L. Like uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh-huh. But just just a young young man that. Uh, convinced somebody he convinced jim head that he could drive that car and he did i mean uh boy what what a he must be on cloud nine this week well even if you got beat by john force in the finals you got to the finals that's a lot and 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 that was a good run against john force that wasn't no lay down or lucky thing john had to make it happen Mm -hmm. where that young man would have beat him that's how close that was exactly right but yep Back to Karamasinas. I mean, you look at the guy. Here he is, and I, like I said, I had a chance to talk to him, and just uh, full of vitality. The the same, you know, uh, look in his eye. He probably had thirty years. Last time I saw him, this is no lie. Last time I saw him was at Lakeland back in the seventies. You know, and that's that's the last time I went to, uh, or it might have been uh, uh, Bradyton. What what was Bradyton back in the day? It wasn't the Winter Nationals. It was called something else, like the Snowbird National. Snowbird. Yeah, that's what Snowbird. it was. Yeah, so that's. Did you used to go to that too? Yep, we used to love going to that because all the racers from up north would come down, and it was really a good gauge of where you were at in your racing career because those guys, they, a lot of those guys that would travel from Ohio or Pennsylvania, even though they were sportsman racers, they were the best of the best. Well, all I can say is we still have a few cool tracks around here in Florida, and uh, the Gator Nationals is one of them. Yes, and let's let's tip our hat to Robert Hyde. He runs uh, three hundred and what thirty four miles an hour uh, there uh, in one of the rounds uh, Sunday. So fantastic speed in a thousand feet. Uh, personally, I kind of agree with Don Garlis. I think they're going to have to do something to slow these cars down. Uh, it, it, they they got to be dangerous at that that tremendous amount of speed and elapsed time that they're they're putting up i mean uh it's it, they they shorten the track to a thousand feet to slow them down and of course the ingenuity of the crew chiefs and everything and the technology of the parts they're going faster and faster and faster so uh i i, I really think that uh you know it, you really uh you're kind of right there on the edge you know the precipice of disaster well you know, it's kind of like, an, and 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 uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up here with this. But back in the day when we had Can Am racing, which I think to me was the ultimate in road racing because there were no rules. It brought yeah. out innovation. It brought out technology. 
But it was but but that was hardcore earned experience developed some real mind. They didn't have computers back then doing all the stuff that they got today. Today he can control the car with a computer up in the uh, skybox for all practical purposes. Yeah, the only thing they can't control is the driver. I think. Well, hmm. Actually, they could put a. They could. They could. You know. They could. Uh, yeah, they probably could. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So, what do you think? Of, uh, well, <laughs> we could go on and on and on. Tim, give everybody a shout out real t- real quick one more time. How they can find out about you and tune in your radio show and get the car oh, fixed. Okay, we do the Grease Gurus every Saturday morning at ten oh six, and we're live. It's uh, an informative show about automotive and it relates to how your car's health and your health might parallel trying to get people to maintain their cars instead of just waiting until they have a breakdown and then having to deal with the inconvenience and the added expense. So if you would maintain your cars, that's what we try and get you to do on the Grease Gurus. Sometimes we even make you laugh. Sometimes you even make us laugh. That's true, we do. And then your your shop is aware up in Tarpon Springs, real quick? Yep, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm the owner with my wife of Tim's Performance Service Center up in Tarpon Springs, and uh, we're a full-service garage, and... Uh, Anybody that needs any uh, loving on their vehicles, so we love fleet work. We do RVs. We do a lot of pickup trucks, a lot of diesel pickup trucks, and everyday mom-and-pop type things, too, tires, brakes, everything. We're a full-service garage. So uh, anybody needs any help with that, it's 727-543-1601, and I'll tell you my real name if you call me. All right. Tim, take care. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll, uh, All right, Robert. Thank we'll see you. Around. You got it. Bye-bye. All right. That's the Grease Gurus every Saturday at 10 o'clock between 11 on the Tantalk Radio Network. Okay. We got another guest on the line, Bobby? Yep. We got Joe. We have Joe Sabatini coming on here right now, and he is the founder of Festivals of Speed. And this weekend at the Mission Inn, Festivals of Speed, we will all be there. Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing? We're doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Hanging in here, talking about the races. We were at Sebring, and we were at the Gator Nationals, and now we got the Festivals of Speed this weekend. So tell us what's going yeah. on at Festivals of Speed at the Mission Inn Resort. Yeah, the Mission Inn uh, event you know, grows every year, and this year it's definitely taking a big jump. We've got some great cars, real nice variety this year, everything from 1947 Rolls Royces right up to all the brand-new Lamborghini Aventadors and American Muscle in between. Um, probably right about 140 cars so far. I expect that to grow in the next couple of days, as they always do. But, uh, you know, perfect weather, beautiful golf course to show the cars on, so we're really looking forward to it. I hear there's a drive on Saturday. Tell us about that. That's something new this year. Yeah, we have, we set up a tour. Uh, we call it the Tour de Elegance. And it's kind of a, a private event set up by some of our dealerships, like Lamborghini, Rolls, and Bentley. And what they, they'll do is they'll take about uh, 30 to 40 cars out on a tour through uh, beautiful Lake County. You know, I just see all you know, the Lakeshore Drive and through the winding roads by Bella Colina. Uh, you know, Lake County's got roads you can really drive, like a lot of the congested areas of Florida. So it's very scenic. And uh, so that kind of kicks it off. And uh, then, you know, it's funny because Saturday we've got this relationship now with the Antique Boat Show, which is about five minutes away from us. Uh, largest antique boat show in the country, 250 gorgeous antique boats in the water on display. So a lot of our guys are coming in town, going to the boat show. And then Saturday night, they're all going downtown to Aries, uh, which is where all the boats are, and uh, having dinner and having cocktails. And then, of course, Sunday is the big shuttle festival of speed on the uh, fairway at the Mission Inn. 
That sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to being there as usual. So one more time, yeah. Joe, give everybody a big shout-out. Tell everybody how they can find out about Festivals of Speed. And we got St. Pete coming up in two weeks. Yeah, I'll give you some really interesting news on that, by the way. the uh, Well, the website is really the best way to get tickets. You can buy them at the gate, but if you buy them off the website, they're the same price, and you don't have to wait online. So that website is festivals with an S, festivalsofspeed.com. Or they can just give us a call, 352-385-9450. Excellent. So, well, Joe, we'll, we'll see you there this weekend. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, when we get ready to warm up for the St. Pete Vinoy show, we'll have you back on. You can uh, give us the highlights for that. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. we got some serious hardware coming to St. Pete this year. It's <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty mind-blowing. Everyone's going to be really happy. Okay. Well, Joe, thanks very much. Don't forget, this weekend, Festivals of Speed. Joe, take care, and we'll see you this weekend. Okay, guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okie dokie. So now, well, we've had a pretty pretty full show this evening. We've had uh, uh, Tim come on, and, of course, Tim's a racer kind of guy. And, you know, his shop is it's Tim's performance, operative word, performance. Okay, so... Uh, I think we've got uh, one of our old buddies coming on the air here in a minute or two, and uh, that is... Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Ice Ice Jeffy. Ice Ice Jeffy, are you on the air for the founder... I'm going to say co-founder. The founder, uh, founder of Speed Culture, the automotive app. So what do you think, Jeffy? I killed you this weekend. I, uh, I unleashed yeah, you at uh, yeah. the Gator Nationals. Yeah, yeah, you, you the, the, the understatement. I keep telling my friends, you, you're, uh, it's, it's, it's nothing like on television. You have to be there. You have to be there. You have to be there. Uh, the sound and everything, the racing is just really, really crazy. It's, it's uh, a lot different than uh, NASCAR or, or even any of the small, smaller races that I've been to. You know, with some nice cars. Well, if you think about it, eight thousand horsepower, eight to ten thousand horsepower. These drags, and you were there. You felt it on the ground. I mean, it really was like it almost takes you off your feet. It's literally when they say Earth trembles, it does. Yeah, we were we were out in the uh, in the box up there at the top of the stands, and you know, you still really needed uh, you know some ear protection even up there. So uh, for the top fuel cars, anyway. Top fuel and top fuel funny cars, absolutely, dragsters. All right, so uh, what's Speed Culture up to? We got a big car show coming up uh, in October. Tell us about that. And uh, well, we got we got a smaller one in uh, in April. Okay, but uh, that's just the warm up. And then the big, 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 big show is coming in October at the convention center. That's the, uh, Speed Culture Motor Fest. Speed Culture Motor Fest. That sounds exciting. So how many cars yeah, are we going to have? We're going to have something like uh, 225 to 250 cars? We're going to have about, yeah, between 230 and 250 cars, all pretty much hand-picked cars. Uh, we're going to um, have, uh, you know, some motorcycles. Hopefully we'll have some uh, motorcycle people, you know, the, the builders to go along with that to show off some stuff. Uh, you know, we, we maybe we'll have some monster trucks. We did see a cool monster truck at this race this last weekend. This is true. So hopefully we'll have, have them uh, have them out. Um, the the Amelie Oil there. monster truck will be there? Yeah, we're going to have some celebrity cars. and uh, Celebrities? Uh, and some celebrities, exactly. Nobody's doing anything in uh, the central Florida or in... Really, and mostly in Florida, I think maybe Deep Tell Fest had an indoor car show, but for the most part, there's no real hot rod, muscle car, indoor show, muscle car. There'll be some imports, too, because, you know, Speed Culture is kind of a mixture of new stuff and older stuff. All right, now, real quick, we got uh, about 
30 40 seconds tell everybody what speed culture okay, we is are also, we are also building a uh for those of you that are mustang fans a uh, coyote engine swapped fox body mustang and that will be the so giveaway give car. Away. yes the giveaway car yes so you have, just have to be a member of the vip club speed culture's vip club to, to get in on that okay real quick tell everybody about the vip club VIP club is obviously some giveaways like we just talked about, and you get discounts at shows. You get uh, priority access when we get tickets or we get we get other cool stuff uh, from sponsors. We give it to our uh, VIP club members first. Exactly. So uh, we offer it to them first. So it's it's a kind of an exclusive little deal, and uh, news and updates and everything that goes on is is all handled with within the VIP club. Exactly. So if they want to find out more about it, they go to speedcultureapp.com. That's the website. Or simply download on your Android or your Apple Speed Culture app, right? Yeah, Speed Culture on the app stores. There you go. All right, Jeff, we're just about out of time, so I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks a lot. We'll do it again. So do your social media. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Winning Cars. Hey, every Tuesday night for the most fascinating legendary names in motorsports right here on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Don't forget to share your social media with us or vice versa. All the information is on the website, golfstreetmotorsports.com. See you at Festivals of Speed this weekend. Bulletproof. And, oh, I didn't tell Jeff. Hey, Jeff, there's a Porsche swap meet, but I ain't telling you where. Anyway, take care, everybody. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. Listen.